Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. This episode is titled Public Domain Characters. It originally aired January 26, 2022. Let's just dive right into it. Did First of all, did any of you folks do any uh, pre-show uh, homework here and look at some interesting yes. uh, public domain characters? Um, I'm going to I'm going to throw the floor open to Mr. Rob Davis, who probably has more experience with public domain than uh, all of us combined. So, Rob, tell us a little bit about you know, define it for us and then talk to us a little bit about how one goes about uh, choosing and developing a PD character. OK, um, well, the, the company that I partnered with Ron Fortier in is uh, called Airship 27, and we were. Our idea was to take old public domain pulp characters, and I hope everybody knows what I mean by pulp characters, uh, books uh, books and magazines that were published in the uh, early part of the 20th century, the 20s, 30s, 40s, uh, of the, and they were kind of the precursors to superheroes in many ways. Uh, Doc Savage, uh, The Shadow, uh, The Spider, uh, several other characters like that. Now, all the ones I just mentioned, those are still copyrighted. And if, if anyone is familiar with the copyright laws, they're, they're made to be set for a, a specific period of time. So the, after, after the, the uh, author dies, I, uh, the old law used to be 75 years. I don't know what it is right now. I haven't looked it up lately. But what that, what that means is that, yeah, really. Well, but the, the thing is, yeah, I will get into that. I'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, the characters that some after after the uh, creator dies, then those characters they they live on and the, his heirs can make money off of them and own the copyright for them and no one can use them until that copyright expires. Now, after seventy five years or whatever the time period is, that their their interest in those dies and then anybody can take that character. And uh, and use it any way that they want. They can even take the stories that are oh, that are seventy five years or older and actually reprint the stories or rewrite them or edit them or do whatever they want to them. Uh, that that's a concept in in art called uh, derivation. You can also do things that are kind of based on them as well without any without any problems. But uh, characters that fall into the public domain are Early on, you had to renew it every once in a while, especially if it was a corporate-owned character. You had to renew it every every once in a while, and that's what happened with, say, Mickey Mouse. Disney renewed that constantly, but just recently, the first Mickey Mouse cartoon that that that, that was aired in uh, movie theaters is now public domain. So you can wasn't that Steamboat Willie? Of, Steamboat Willie. It was the yeah. very first thing. It was. A, and it originally was going to be a silent, and then the talkies suddenly came I, along, so they added sound to it as well. A little piece of trivia. I think there. that's twenty twenty four for Steamboat Willie. I only really know that because I was looking it up. Uh, okay, well, it's something about the character. He's, he's supposed yeah. to be he's supposed to be dropping into public domain short. 
So yeah. uh, in any case, somebody can take that movie, Steamboat Willie, and and copy it, print, you know, make copies of it, sell it, do whatever they want with it. But it can't say Mickey Mouse on it anywhere because Disney has trademarked Mickey Mouse. And stuff that was done with Mickey Mouse later is still going to be in, in uh, copyright. Now, Disney has been able to finagle this. It, it's actually been, what, almost 100 years from when uh, Steamboat Willie first yeah, came man. out. Yeah. So they, they finagled those. 19, yeah. yeah. 28. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it's so it's right in there. Yeah. Which, so like, yeah. Sorry, so anyway, sorry. yeah, we can we can work with uh, like uh, Airship Twenty Seven. We do our biggest selling book, our Sherlock Holmes books, and the only reason we can do anything with Sherlock Holmes is he's essentially public domain now. Uh, so, uh, I mean, there there have been lawsuits over the years, and finally the uh, the, and he was the character was sold and was went through a bunch of different stuff. I, I don't know the full story, but anyway, it ended up going to going to court. And the, finally, an American judge says, stop, stop suing people over it. It's in the public domain. Everything up to 1928 or 25, I forget the exact date, is now in public domain. Any concepts or any stories after that, then you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to pay the uh, Arthur Conan Doyle estate money to use. It's, so, it's not to Ryan, go down a, a rabbit hole too much. Uh, oh, go, Ryan, go ahead, Barb. Uh, Ryan Permison uh, says, hello, everyone. How are hey, you? Hi, Ryan. Hello, Barbara. Have a great show this weekend. <laughs> and and yeah. Wubba also said that uh, Disney pushed to have um, yeah. public yep. domain pushed to 95 years. Yes. It's interesting. Not to deviate too far, but I love that Disney's like bread and butter is already a derivation of other characters where right. Steamboat Willie is uh, Buster Keaton and Buster Keaton was a derivation of another story and a song, right. Or a, yeah. a story. And then all yeah, of their, they've got all the grim about. and all the fairy tales from the 1600s and 1700s. So, yeah, but Hey, I mean, Hey, if you're going to be a multi-zillion dollar organization, <laughs> cool. All right. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> So, Rob, what can you tell us about Zorro? I hear that Zorro is in a contentious state of release. Uh, some some reports are on the Internet that he is, and some say no, um, that the rights are still retained. Uh, have you heard any updates on Zorro, or has anybody well, I, watching? I haven't heard anything years. recently about about Zorro, but I thought he was uh, actually copyrighted still. So Yes, uh, that's, that's what I've that's heard as well. That's my understanding. That's my understanding yes. at this point, but he should be dropping, or at least his early story should be dropping into uh, public domain before too yep. long. Uh, again, it'll be a, a case of you can you can use the stories and you can use the character, but if you put a book out or anything, you can't put Zorro on the cover as part of the title. That'll be that'll mm -hmm. probably be trademarked by whoever owns that. That's how that's yes. how that works. Trademark yes. is trademark has to be uh, trademark is completely different from copyright uh trademark mm -hmm. lasts as long as you can protect it. it okay if you keep if you keep people from using it for uh, different purposes and keep it as your your owned property you can keep that going forever which is what disney is surviving on uh or has survived on uh plus they're you know they're they, they keep throwing money and legal stuff at uh, keeping 
stuff in the in their copyright for for as as long as they can. And that when that ninety five years comes up, you can bet they'll push it. They'll try to push it oh, further yeah. again. For you, they're absolutely. not going to give up as long you, as it makes some money. They're not they're not going to give up. You free Floridians uh, talking about Disney and their uh, their the control. Um, it's funny that um, in and this is related to comic books. If you've been to uh, Universal Studios, you will notice all of the Avengers stuff yes. inside Universal Studios. And because mm-hmm. that was happening way back when, when Marvel was selling off all the property to, to, to get some money. And um, they managed to, their lawyers got this ironclad deal that even when there's these movies came out and when Disney had it all, it's still in Universal Studios in the theme park. And mm-hmm. um, they, when the Avengers movie came out, uh, they they wrapped they vinyl wrapped the, tr- the Disney vinyl wrapped their their tram with all this Avengers stuff and Universal's lawyers just counted the number of times that that tram went through oh. their park. <laughs> oh wow! Sent them a bill saying, "I'm sorry, you you can't. Uh, sorry, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's still the case like today, but I know that three the four best years day ago those lawyers had <laughs> just just watching the the, the Avengers wow. go into Disney. But Ugh. that's that's one of the, probably one of the few holdouts that. That Disney, you know, didn't have complete control over some of their characters, but it's it, it may be changed right now. I could, I, it might be not the case. I haven't been in Universal. At, um, well, and Sony, well, Sony, Disney, and, Sony uh, and Universal are like this, yeah. if I recall correctly, right? Sony, so, but Sony, Sony owns Spider Man and yeah, the Fantastic right. Four, I yeah, think. And, yeah, um, yeah, Fox, I believe you're Fox right. owns X Men, but but yeah. I'm talking this well, is, not I, anymore, but right. they did. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> yeah. This deal with getting all the with getting Marvel characters and Avengers characters inside Universal Studios was well before um, you know, the Avengers mm-hmm. franchise was on um, yeah. you know anybody's radar. So they somehow they got this ironclad deal that even after Disney owned them, you know they couldn't have them in their theme park, which is kind of funny. You know? Yeah, well, it's usually it's yeah. funny because it's usually Disney the one running around telling exactly. everyone not to use their yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Turnabout's fair play. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Wubba says uh, Buck Rogers is in contention, also. Yeah, um, yeah I would uh, think for so. public domain. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, if if, yeah. if Buck Rogers is, then how about um, Flash Gordon? Right. Yes. Same, same, same situation. Yeah. Flash Flash Gordon. Um, those those are still retained, I believe. I um, would think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I even heard uh, rumors, and I, I, I these calls rumors that they want to make another Flash Gordon movie. But then again, they've been saying stuff about like that for years. Yeah. So oh yeah. Saying. Absolutely. Uh, so you're saying, Rob, some of the most your most popular PD character is Sherlock Holmes, right? Um, you can use the name, the image on the cover. Uh, you can mm-hmm. promote it yeah. as a, as a legitimate Sherlock Holmes property, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Are yeah, there any limitations just... at all? On you. Yes, we can't uh, we can't use any concepts of Sherlock Holmes that were in the stories ap- that were published after I'd say I think it's 1925 or 1928. I forget which, uh, but okay. those are going to those are going to fall into the public domain before long uh, as okay. they reach their as they reach their limit. But anything before the, the judge that ruled ruled anything before that date is is fair game. It's public domain can be can be done anything. Uh, with it, so yeah, I, I mean, go on Amazon and type in Sherlock Holmes, and yeah. see how many different oh books yeah pop yeah. up. It's crazy, oh, yeah. but it, even given all that, our books still sell like 
they're, they're our best seller. We still sell That's, a bunch every quarter. Which well, brings we, me to what I want to what I want to bring up here, and that is what character in your mind, Rob? Uh, since you, you sort of took the stage here first, what <laughs> what what character from PD that you haven't seen would you like to see maybe as an uh, an auditioning character for let's say the Silverline stable one day? What oh would you my. like to see? Oh well, well, there's a there's there's a bunch of different stuff. There's all the the stuff that was on the protectors. All those characters are supposedly PD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and I don't know if Roland had a lot to do with protectors back when it first mm-hmm. came out at uh, Malibu, but uh, some of those would be real interesting. There's another company called I, I don't know if those were from Centaur or who those who those were with originally, but there's several comic book companies like that uh, that have all kinds of different characters. The one that comes to mind that has a split uh, public domain and not public domain is the Green mm-hmm. Llama. Yeah, the, the stories, the 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 uh, the prose is still under copyright. Apparently, the comic book character that was based on that is public domain. So, uh, yet I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that the the uh, the folks that own the copyright to that the the do- I think it's the daughter of the guy who created him uh, owns mm-hmm. the copyrights to that and is very protective of them. Uh, we we crossed her because at one point we thought the character was public domain, so we mm-hmm. published some prose stories of Green Llama, and we got mm-hmm. a cease and desist. Mm-hmm. And she actually let us continue to publish the one book that we did of him, and uh, <laughs> and and so it's still out there and still still published, but we can't do any new ones. So, ah, I and, see. Yeah, I see. She was. Very, I think uh, she was it, very nice to let us to do that, but. Uh, she was she was angry that everyone thought it was public domain, and but well, uh, AC, she's a, yeah. According to the uh, internet, AC Comics yes um, yeah. had it, and also uh, a little bit later, Dynamite uh, they took over a lot of these Golden Age yeah. characters. Green Green Llama, the Black Terror is another one. Yeah, Black Terror, uh, right? Uh, right. The uh, Black Bat, or yeah, the Black Bat. Uh, there's there's a bunch of different characters that have that have also been in comics. So there was a the Black Bat was also uh, involved with Batman because it's a very similar wow. character, and they they made an arrange, arrangement with uh, the company that was that it, it's DC now, but I think then it was National Comics was doing a they started doing Batman. Whoever whatever aspect of DC at that time was doing Batman, mm-hmm. and and they uh, they came to loggerheads because the bat was so similar and they promised that the bat that the bat the black bat would not ever do, be in comics well tommy so, floramonte hmm. says west of the mississippi disney can use all the marvel characters in their parks but that hasn't stopped them from showing up in florida <laughs> <laughs> who's got mo money who's got yeah, mo money yeah. you come in here and say that <laughs> tommy, tommy dropping the knowledge thank you tommy and Woba says there's something in the works that show that show up in Cat and Mouse. I bugged Roland for it. That's ah, mysterious. Mysterious is there. Right, Lots since, of news tonight. Since I'm eating Cat and Mouse, I'm going to keep my eyes open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what about you, Barb? Anybody that just comes to mind from the public domain world that you'd like to see one day, possibly in in our stable? 
Yeah, there's two of them actually. Only this first okay. one is kind of in contention. It's Barbarella, obviously. Oh, like interesting. Barbarella. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, she was in the public domain. Is that your she full was name? actually. She was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been called Barbara. Go there. Go, go there. Back when I wore braces, I was Barbara. That works. <laughs> that's cool. I like that. Um, so that's actually Barbara, not bad. That's kind of cool, actually. Barbarella was actually a French uh, creation and mm -hmm. was not copywritten when it, she was created. So she fell into the public domain. But now there's some speculation as to whether. Since you can take people, take characters out of public domain and put them back into private, apparently there's some contention over that. But it, I'd love to see, I'd love to do a Barbarella comic book. Um, oh, wow. Very cool. I would also like to do, and I think this is fantastic, an updated version of Tom Thumb. Oh, uh. do yeah. kind of yeah. a, a cross between yeah. Ant Man and a Honey I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. The same yeah. size as Thumbelina, tiny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Thumb he used to ride a mouse, but now you could, you know, ride one of the my grandkids' battery-powered cars around. You know, it would be kind <laughs> that of fun. Cool. Riding style. Yeah, I think it would be fun. You know, he rides around with a toothpick. You know, as a, what's the what's that movie series that Michael J. Fox did? Is it, it voice the Ralph? Ralph, the mouse yeah. and motorcycle, and he drove, and he yeah. drove, a, he drove a little electric or a little car like that. Yeah, and the moon. Yeah, so his little motor. Yeah, I think he got yeah. a motorcycle, then a car. Yeah, I so think that would the, be. It's Beverly Cleary's book, The Mouse and the Motorcycle. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, yes, I think okay. you throw in a little bit of modern twist and and uh, you know oh, living yeah. in a modern world. I think it'd be hilarious. I think it'd be a blast to do Tom Thumb mm -hmm. update. Roland. Notes. Roland, are you listening? He's, he's out there. He's always listening. He's always listening, <laughs> taking notes. Yeah. Taking notes. Uh, no paycheck for D. No uh, Aaron's no already been cut off from last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was cut off a long time ago. That's, that's just, right. just the scenes in Ant Man where they're where they're having oh, a fight oh, on the on the railroad track. That was a um, hilarious sequence. And when yeah. and honey. Yes. Honey, I shrunk the kids when they're you know oh, they're out yeah. in the backyard and the and the grass is as tall as a tree. You know, I think that's, that's just oh, that movie yeah. like fun. No, no CG and and honey, oh, other than like superimposition or something. But right. everything was was props in the, in that movie, which is so cool. Yeah, very it, cool. It, it doesn't quite hold up. When's the last time you watched it, Barb? Was it? Well, it's been a long time ago, but I was fascinated <laughs> it's, it's with the obviously, whole concept. It's the whole yeah, concept it's of, obviously a older older. In, yeah, in and I and I and effects. I realize that it's been also been done with with uh you know what are, what are those those characters that live in the walls I can't remember the um, yeah <laughs> something like that but you know you're sitting at a, a school well um using when, uh, a, an a, a corn for a drinking cup you know did, <laughs> oh yeah did, Disney did the that forced perspective with um Darby O'Gill. And the oh, people. I love and, that movie. Uh, oh. Trivia, trivia, Dean. Anybody who who's who was in that movie before he was before he was Sean, Sean Connery. 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 And he sings. What's on this Because didn't uh, didn't uh, was it either Ian Fleming or Cubby Broccoli said that singing 
Scott Scotsman from Darby O'Gill when they suggested it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, oh, he's <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Darby goes a kid. I yes, love that movie. <laughs> That's uh, uh, <laughs> they were so high. Well, <laughs> well, and it's it, just like just like any movie, just like any Disney or any, when they have a formula. Okay, more trivia. They they did the Force perspective with with King Brian and um and all those. Then they redid the Force perspective with the two kids from uh, Mary Poppins in what movie? Babes and Broomsticks. Barb, it's got a car in it. I said Chitty Chitty nope, Bang Bang, but not, it's not. The, oh, nope. Herbie the Love Bug? Anybody? Anybody? The Gnome Mobile. Oh, the what? The Gnome Mobile. The Gnome Mobile. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's weird. Oh, God. It's weird. Okay. Okay. I don't even. All right. Okay. I don't even recognize that. Obscure, that, obscure, so. dirty <laughs> shit. Boy, that <laughs> because uh, I think that's the, those two kids from from uh, Mary Poppins. That's the only two movies I think they're in. I think the Banks kids. Yeah. yeah yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a rich mm-hmm. uncle who is a has a, a lumber empire, and of course he's killing all the gnome homes, and the kids convince him to stop it. Uh, yep. And then have to move into people's yards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't want that. Yeah. Not in my backyard. Not in my backyard. Not in my backyard. Uh, <laughs> NIMBY! Um, Wubba, so, yeah, uh, Wubba said Fraggle Rock. That's, um, are you talking Fraggle Rock? I like fragile that. Rock. I saw the correct like Fraggle. But I like Fraggle. Correct. Fragile. Was that in yep. reference to Barb uh, and the, the things that live in the walls and that talking pile of garbage? <laughs> yeah, that could be Fraggle, fraggle Rock. rock. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Yeah. Very, very it's odd, but creative. Henson Studios, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Clever, yeah. though. Very yeah. clever. Yeah. I like those, Barb. Um, yeah. Aaron, let's let's walk into the world of your strange mind, and, and, and what would you like to see <laughs> as far as I mean? <laughs> you know, stripping. honestly, I, I just, I don't know. I don't really read a lot of... Yeah, I have a tough one too. Characters, public domain. Yeah, I'm just. It can be literature, dude. A lot of a lot of public domain are rewritten, like they do something like Wizard of Oz or something. It's just like an immediate turnoff for me. Really? I I just I really like to see something completely new. So uh, yeah, so no, something completely new. I just I feel like like a lot of times that people. Like they do public domain, it's like half the audience is already done for them, which is obviously the reason to do it for a lot of reasons. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just feel like sometimes, like sometimes people take ideas and show who it's always like an interesting twist. And sometimes I read the story, I'm like, well, it's the same story but with a twist or something. Uh, they've done this in video games and in, and in movies, and I'm just like, yeah, but you can take that story, and make new characters, make a much more interesting story. I don't want to say it feels lazy to me, but this is a part of it. I mean, this is, I actually started trying to read Sandman, and he does that all the time, Neil Gaiman. And I got like, mm-hmm. I don't know, two volumes in. I'm like, you know, I just do not want to hear anything about Kane or whatever about all this because it's like, how many? I just, I just feel like, I sometimes feel like, like doing public domain characters really kind of holds back truly creative stuff from being seen. Because so what if, if you, you take can, a what if you take a public domain character and, uh. Start start where the story ended and take it farther. I mean, you you can do that, but it's, it's still the characters. I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said, it's just personal. My friend Tom's the same way. He can't stand public domain characters. Like it's just it's just an immediate turnoff for him. He's just okay, like. Okay, so I, can I flip this? Yeah. What's the last yeah. original idea you've heard? 
original idea. Well, I'm talking about just completely original. Um, I don't know what have I been reading. Well, I've been reading Kalis. <laughs> that's pretty original. Okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty original. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, there you go. I mean, I like it so far. I've read the first two issues. Um, I've read uh, the Luther Strode comics. Those are kind of original. Um, I mean, I know everything is derivative of something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if that's the idea yeah. you're going for, yeah. I understand I was that. Thinking archetypes, yeah. Right, yeah. I, it, everything's derivative of something else. But if you're just going, this is, um, what's her name from, like, you know, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Like, if you actually call it Dorothy, and she's in Wizard of Oz, but you make it like heavy metal Wizard of Oz, it's still the same <laughs> character and the same premise. It's just heavy metal. So do you see what I'm saying? It's like they didn't even attempt it. It's just like, it's the same thing, but now it's, I mean, now she's a hipster. Well, I guess they smoked, you know. But I mean, I don't know. It's just it, it's uh, goth Dorothy. <laughs> yeah, Nick Gaiman does that a lot, and I couldn't get through Sandman because of that. And, so if yeah. I gave you yeah. say Beowulf and told you to Beowulf. bring Beowulf oh. to the modern modern age, could you do it? That would be a good one. Could I? Could so, I do it? I, I mean, technically, I would. I would set out to be able to do it. Would I want to do it? No. Why? I'll do it. I'll take it up. Have Beowulf. Why, why, why <laughs> yeah, would you want to reduce something? I, I don't. I don't understand that. This is why I don't understand fan fiction. I mean, all these people put all mm-hmm. this work in the fan fiction, which I mean, regardless of what you think. But then it's kind of like, yeah, but you could do something mm-hmm. cool and new, and something little, even if it's a little derivative of something else. You could do something cool and new, and it's it. It just seems like it's like why, why like handicap your creativity with that. Because you are kind of handicapping because you have to keep it within the context of the original story, or it completely doesn't. It, it leaves the story. Well, if you do the Wizard of Oz, on I mean, you, you the know. other hand, on the other hand, if you're introducing a brand new character, people are people are not familiar with it. They have no connection to it. But if right. you're using a public domain character, say like I said before, Beowulf, and you bring him into the modern area, people will say instantly have name recognition, and they will be curious. Exactly. But then again, how do you start introducing new characters if that's the case? I mean, you're saying like if you need new characters, no one sees them. It's like, well, in that, in that ar- line of argument, then you might as well not introduce anything new at all and just keep rehashing the same old, same old. I mean, well, you have can't you seen Fable? Down have that you seen? And say, well, it's because you're basically saying this is an easier way out. Yes, of course it's easier. I'm looking there, at it from a marketing standpoint. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's from, great yeah. To, from a marketing, it's great to be a, it's great to be a genius with your own characters. Uh, and uh, but you know, I like to put food on the table too. A starving artist can only go so far. So, but I mean, I mean, you could look at it this way: the guys at the Ninja Turtles did something original, and mm-hmm. I like the millionaires. What if they did something derivative? derivative. What about is, Jeff Smith everything made is bone? derivative of something at some Well, yeah, but what if Jeff Smith, mm-hmm. you know, when he made Nothing. Bone, it was, it was based on Lord of the Rings. I mean, people take chances. Do I, I just think it's like there's got to be an equal or more because it just, I don't know, it just it gets boring. To me personally, it just gets boring because I'm like, I technically already know the ending to the story because it's following the same story I've read a thousand times. So, so well, that, yeah, I, yeah, well, that's, that's the key to doing good pre- – public domain is you do yeah. you do new stories you're yeah, not retelling the old the stories something you're different. taking the character and, and right it's like the ones that we use at airship 27 uh when we do the sherlock holmes books we make we tell the authors they need to be written as if arthur conan doyle was still writing them they're still set in that age there's you know watson's still telling the story and at the end of the story uh sherlock holmes solves the mystery 
or it's a new fails to solve the mystery, but it's a yeah. brand new mystery. And there's some right. brilliant stuff that's been done that way. Uh, but you could, I mean, you yeah. could argue. I see what you're saying, but you could also argue kind of in, in context of stuff doing brilliantly. But like, let's look at like manga versus American comics. Majority of manga is new stuff, not pre-existing characters. A lot of the West makes a success on pre, like you know, already. Uh, the, the own yeah, how many stores. how many new characters yeah. have been introduced in the last ten years in comics? In American not comics, many. not many, but in manga, right, right. it's totally new. They and have a lot. They have the American comic scene, so they have more readers. People are reading manga, uh, thick manga, on the yeah. on the train as they go to work. Uh, right. It's mm-hmm. very well accepted. Mm-hmm. So there's but a bigger think, audience for them. So, true, but I'm talking about American readerships in America. I mean, of course, yes, mm-hmm. they're going to read their own stuff, but even in America, they're reading more. But again, are they reading that because it's new stuff? And not it, Well, the problem characters. is finding the new stuff. Right. Uh, but it I mean, it's, 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 it's buried underneath getting, all the other stuff. Right, but I, what but, I'm saying is Americans, like people... And Americans are lazy. I'm, I, I hate, as an American, I know this. They're they're going to more likely find something that they're already familiar with to to right. to read or consume than they are something brand new. How many how many re, rehashings of Spider Man can we live with? How many rehashings of uh, James mm. Bond can we live with? Uh, I mean, there's just they're re they're pulling they're even talking about doing Harry Potter again. Oh yeah, already. Right. I like to suggest it's more that? of a sliding scale. Yeah. That people are comfortable with something and then look for something similar, which slowly takes them away from their comfort zone. How many variations right. of King Arthur? Yeah. 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 How many good ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm in, I'm well, in, and, and here's, a few. here's what, here, here's what uh, I'm seeing in the discussion, though, is we're talking about demographics. So what you're, what you're going to do is there's going to be there's going to always be a demographic for something. And, you know, Aaron, you might not be the demographic for PD, but there's plenty right. of people out there right. who, who like it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I Name get it. recognition I mean, is, is huge. Yeah. It's yeah. It, yeah. marketing. Yeah. yeah. Marketing calls for something that people recognize. Yeah. That's yeah. why John sure. Carter didn't. They, they couldn't quite figure out how to. Out of market, yeah. John Carter of right. Mars. Well, also so, there was right. also the point that it was it was a little outdated with a little bit of the, the, what we know about Mars. <laughs> so I well, mean, the it's fact that, true, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. willing yeah. suspension of disbelief. You yeah. know? So that that yeah. was I actually liked the John Carter movie, that, but again, it's like can you jump really high on Mars? I mean, I understand the concept, but I'm like. Yeah. It's it's hard because it's like, but we know a lot of common knowledge about that planet. You are so we, jaded. <laughs> we think we it's fa- it's fantasy. <laughs> Have you it's been fantasy. There? Have oh, you I still like it. I still I still like the movie. I thought it was well done. I thought it was one of the better ones done. I mean, I like the concept. Um, you know, but again, I just always, I yeah. I like Tommy's science. getting into Tommy's getting into it. He's using these yeah, yeah, yeah. characters kind of the same as remaking movies over and over again. Like I just said about. James Bond and, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and all these yeah. other guys. Oh, yeah. Come up with something new already. I don't think so. Just asking y'all. <laughs> I, I am, I am uh-huh. inclined to uh, agree with Aaron Harumphries. And... Harumphries? <laughs> mm-hmm. and... I like that you guys keep saying my last name even though it's not listed on the, on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Harumph. Harumph. No, um, 
but I I would not take this personally. This is Scott Wayfield. I yeah. If people want to do it, go for it. Um, oh yeah, I'm not saying it should. In the uh, I, I, I would love to see like a really good visual uh, cinematic representation of actually yeah the the John Carter stories, the Princess of Mars, and all those. If they could do it yeah. right, it'd be awesome. Um, redo Tarzan, do all the you know, Edgar Rice Burroughs mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. do it well as a as a miniseries or a TV series. I, I think mm-hmm. it'd be fantastic. Now, and I'm not saying create a new story. Yeah. I'm saying go ahead and tell the story as it's written. Um, if people haven't read the book, great. Um, but but you're right. You, I feel like feel it, like if, what? If it's not, <laughs> if it's not, it, uh, it, it, it can be really really good. And so that's that's the thing. You can. I wouldn't want to stop someone from from taking a right. existing character and 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 Aaron, you've talked about this quite a bit. Where's yeah. the depth? Is there depth to it? Is there is there some philosophy? Is there a, is there a theme that we can draw from it? Uh, if someone could take Sherlock Holmes or uh, Bozo the robot and they could make a really deep uh, story or something really good out of it, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to stop them. But I do agree. You're right. If it it, it, it squelches, uh, crushes any new creativity. And Rob, yeah, you're right. Uh, we want to go with what we know. That's why nobody mm-hmm. can make a new superhero in the United States. Yeah. No superhero that is not DC or Marvel really can break out. They just can't because right. no one wants to leave there. Invincible. Okay, in the grand Invincible, scheme. But yes. Invincible yeah. only did it because – because I've read the entire Invincible, and, and, and Invincible really connected because it was Dragon Ball Z. It was an American yeah. version of Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Z. And I will exactly. say that outright it was. Yeah. So it was as hell. And it's, I mean, that, and a, like, if you but took. But that's a new blood, character, so it's a derivation of an old character. So, it's using comic tropes. It's using comic tropes, definitely. Right. Um, mm-hmm. If you took the blood and gore out of that, would it be as effective? Probably yeah. not. But that's just that's what I'm throwing out there because that to kind of there that's the uh, the exception that proves the rule. In, it is, but it, I mean it, the thing is, is I guess uh, not to uh, not to squash your point, but if you're using one example, <laughs> you're, that's kind of like. But we have one, then then yeah. you're kind of proving Scott's yeah. point. Well, because yeah, it's well, like you should have a list of. Them. I wish it. I wish it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it, that yeah. we could. And so, you know, that, that's why I have not even dipped my toe into thinking about uh, someone with superpowers or something like that. Because not that I think Steam Patriots is going to be a runaway hit and be huge, but I think no one's going to set down Batman to pick up Scott Wakefield's yeah. Bat Guy or p- Face Puncher or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Captain Butt Kicker. I have no idea. It's not going to, unless it's. Well, I and I, novel, I suspect that the, that the actual future of comic books is if we can get into other genres yes. other than superheroes yeah. mm-hmm. and start yeah. telling those kinds of stories and doing I mean, I that you... well. I think that's that's where that's where I I I'd like to see comics go. Yeah, well, that's I, I mean, my yeah, goblins is is a completely different genre, mm-hmm. and like no one wants to read it. That's the hard part yeah. about it is, and I yeah, wish because I love that's different. The, that's why Barbara's saying about that's what she's saying about marketing, right? Uh, is getting getting it out there where people can see it. Now, at Airship Twenty Seven, we started off doing just public domain characters, but the writers that worked with us and the artists that worked with us wanted to start creating their own characters in the same vein, and so we've started to see some of that going on. In fact. The book I'm going to start working on that later this week 
is called Mystery Mystery Men and Women, which is brand new characters in short stories in an anthology format. So these are these are new pulp type characters, and some of those are just just way out there, and because <laughs> pulp characters are like that, they're really wild and crazy, yeah. and they they come up with brand new characters that are in that vein. But so there is new stuff being done as well as using the, the PD. But the way to get people in to start with was the PD characters, public domain characters. Yeah. Everybody so it's almost a springboard. It, yeah, it's it, like a exactly, springboard. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, yeah. it's the it's the worm on the hook. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey well, I had a quick quick. I'm sorry. This is completely yeah. unrelated. I wanted to say to all my comic <laughs> book people here, people out there, all of our adoring fans. Um, if you got leads or information on collecting pulp uh, comics, I, I I personally would love to have some information on it because the comic book world right now is insane. Collecting comics. The, the prices are crazy right now, and he's it, willing it, to pay any price. Any I, price I'm willing, no, I, I I love the artwork, and Rob's the Airship Twenty Seven has the is has that style that pulp. I love the twenties, thirties, forties pulp uh, comics, pulp magazine artwork, and they're big. I love the the size of those old pulp magazines. You need um, to talk to yeah. my cousin Terry Beatty. There you go. I would love. I want to get. In, yeah. I want some information Terry, about because yeah. I love yeah. it. I yeah. love Terry's the art. Good, good guy. And, and and right now, pulp he collect, magazines he loves all that stuff. He are stuff. cheap. They're yep. cheap, but I think they're going to be maybe the next thing. Um, not that I'm a collector, but I just love the art. I, so, anyways, that's mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say too. Uh, a lot of a lot of the uh, subject matter you guys have touched on has to do with the choices that a very small gatekeeper system makes to launch something right hollywood is a very country club closed Mm -hmm. system so you know we could be sitting on the next big thing and not even know it there could be items out there that are 10 times more interesting than what hollywood is choosing to promote so again we can't always equate financial success with merit all right because very often that's not the case there are things out there. I used to I used to put it this way to friends: like, do you guys know that like there's probably 99 other guitarists that can play guitar as well as Eddie Van Halen, but no one will ever know who they are because they didn't have the talent and the timing and the connection all at the right moment to be yeah. what Eddie Van Halen became. Right? So mm-hmm. people think, oh, this one phenom, and they. They took over and no one's ever like that. No, there's like 99 other guys yeah. or yep. girls who can do that. It's, they just weren't right place, right time, right connections, yep. right. Yep. So that's a lot yep. of it, too. It's a game. And sometimes yep. the game doesn't reward merit. Sometimes it does. Yep. Sometimes it does in a delayed fashion. So you have something really good. But it takes a lot longer. It takes you 20 to, years to, to become an overnight sensation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Well, very, very said, well said. I said Scott and I are, our comic would uh, be something maybe when we're dead. Be worth something maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I yeah. tell my kids. Yeah. Don't throw my stuff away. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. So, uh, Rory, your turn. Talk to us about uh, wish list for PD character that one day might be a Silverline character. Oh, Go man. For it. I went with all the ones that had the least amount of information. So there was no. <laughs> And awesome. first, I have to say, uh, Rob, I always thought that your logo on your shit on your shirt was uh, the lighter than air society. 
<laughs> I love that. Airship. Airship 27. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. So, so I did a quick uh, a quick trot through all the public domain uh, superheroes and and the titles that are available this year. Alan Quartermain, mm-hmm. always a favorite. It's been out for a while. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We actually have He's a in Silverblade. He's yeah. in Silverblade. And so he's, we have a book. We have a book doing new stories for him from at Airship Twenty Seven. Awesome. Love it. Awesome. Found a guy Indeed. called American Crusader, <coughs> who is oh. a, described as a <coughs> astronomy professor. If things go awry, <laughs> and then he fights Nazis. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey. You get. I love uh, it. I love it. Next up is uh, U.S. Jones, a patriotic crime fighter with no powers. His real name, if he has one. Has never been stated. Hmm. You could <laughs> ah, give him one. You could give him yeah, exactly. one. Exactly. Like I just, love that. Open I book. love that. Like, he was assisted by a friend called the Grumbler, which I just <laughs> imagine being this grumbling old butler fellow who causes more problems than he can help with. See, there you go. These, some of these public domain characters are so un, underknown that yeah. you could do pretty much anything. But the field is wide open yeah. on them. Yeah, right. it really is. Oh, yeah. These are all very like cult oh, yeah. characters. Perfect. In the 40s, okay. uh, Undercover Man, also known as Codename Centaur, Steve Crawford, <laughs> ace federal man, was sent to the Foster Aircraft Company, where a new super speed pursuit ship is being tested to be sold to the U.S. Army. That's all the information there is. That's that's all you need. That's all you need, man. Go for it. <laughs> I love that. Abominable Snow Monster <laughs> of the North, which is the clay animation of Herbie the Dentist and Rudolph. Right yes. Exactly. Yes. Abominable. Do you know it. who else is public domain? Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. How can nice. a cryptid be a. Yeah. Like, how can anybody own Bigfoot, first of he all? He can. You know, that's, that's awesome. Idea. I guess if George I mean, Lucas and the Canada were droid, uh, then. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to copyright lizards. <laughs> the Jersey Devil and uh, the Gray City Beast here in Lip- is is also in public domain. You could do Momo all kinds the of monster mm-hmm. in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. The big one here in Wisconsin is the Gray City Beast. And a non-comic book title would be ooh, what's it called? It was the precursor to Lawrence of Arabia called The Seven Pillars. Very nice. Okay. Interesting. Way with the seven pillars. Yeah. It would be. Very nice. Very nice. I uh, I had some interesting ones too. There along those lines. Uh, some funny ones. There's a there's an actual guy named Catman. Um, uh-huh. dre- dressed up like a lady. This is funny. <laughs> dressed up like a lady and held a cat and came up against a bad guy, the cat would jump out and scratch him and he'd use the moment to punch out the bad guy and save the day. I, just, oh I thought that was God. just hilarious. I, I love to hilarious. think of the, the pitch, the, the, the writer's comedy, you know, the <laughs> pitch and the idea. <laughs> okay, okay, bear with me. Just, just, just. <laughs> right, 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 right. This thing's got longevity. Wow. This has got staying power. No one's going to get tired of that. I know, right? right? <laughs> I know, exactly. So the, that was more of a joke thing, but... Uh, the, this this was interesting to me. There's a, a, a science fiction uh, pilot named Dan Dare, which is popular in the UK. And apparently uh, he is, you know, he's kind of like their Han Solo, so to speak. And uh, he is now public domain. Right. Um, the uh, the ferret 
which is part of the protectors. It's considered oh, yeah. public yeah, domain. I happen to know something a little bit about the ferret. Um, uh-huh. my, first, my first color uh, adventure comic book assignment, action adventure. Um, also, Captain Nemo, I thought would be interesting mm-hmm. to explore his motivations, being um, an East Indian who resented Britain's treatment of India and then became this sort of villainous inventor that invented the Nautilus to take out the British ships and... Yep. You know, you could really, you could do kind of a, I don't know, the, the uh, Wicked Witch of the West, Wicked sort of yeah. retelling of Nemo as a young man growing I up. Thought, I, 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 actually, I actually was involved in a comic book that did that. Oh, how cool. What was it called? Uh, the, the the Adventures of, of Captain Nemo. And Very it nice. Was, uh, it, was, it was set just before he became Captain Nemo. And it, it, he had a... He had a crew of uh, an international crew that went that they were going. They were trying to find uh, a power source. They were going to the. They were trying to find the lost uh, library of Alexandria. Mm. Oh, and nice! It, it, yeah, it was like a it was like a four issue miniseries. I've collected it into a into a graphic novel size and reprinted it recently oh, with wow. my Redbud uh, comics. But we also he also uh, Michael Vance, who's the writer of it. Also rewrote it as a novel, and we published that as well. And that one was Very called cool. uh, uh, Nemo and His uh, Black Knights, I believe is what he called it, something like that. But, Very uh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's been that's been done. But that, yeah, he he took that and ran with it. It was a great story. But you know, you can do great stuff with with PD characters. Completely new story. But just yep. using that character as the worm on the hook to get people to look mm-hmm. to, to get read people the story in. that you want to tell. Yeah, right. That's, uh, one of the things. One of the things you and I, Rob, talked about right before the show was uh, westerns, and I think yeah. westerns are an untapped region mm-hmm. that, if done well, would once again take off in the in the comic book industry. Again, it's all art and story. Yeah. Um, and I found two. Western heroes in PD that, that I loved. One was called Black Rider, and basically he looks like Zorro with guns, right? And the other one was Ghost Rider, who looks like Zorro with guns wearing all white on a whiteboard, <laughs> right? And so I thought, hey, that would be cool to team those two up, right? So you'd have the dark, mysterious, uh, crime-fighting yeah. Western gu- gunslinger, and then the white-clad gunslinger you know and and do Sam something interesting. Yeah. <laughs> there you go and then yeah. or, or you could you could update it right and do almost a night rider version of both of those where one's in a white car one's in a black car you know and they're kind of fighter you could even you could even do that they kind of did yeah. that a little bit with that old tv show pole position yeah mm-hmm. yeah cartoon, yeah was it pole? right Position? Isn't that yeah, the, based on the video game, but yeah, very cool. So anyway, that that was my idea. Was like when, maybe we 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 test the waters with a a one shot western one day in the in the far future awesome. and go, hey man, let's, I would, let's have I fun would, with that. I would be up for that. Yeah, I would be up for that. a western. Something like the Ringo I have yeah. not done one yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that, Barb? Something like the Ringo Kid. Yeah, yeah, you know, just yeah. really cool. Um, 
Yeah, a woman says that reminds me of Spy versus Spy. Dean. Yes, it does. Yeah, yes, it that's does. A good, that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that's very cool. Very very cool reference. For Scott, um, you know who I'd like to see show up in Steam Patriots? Oh, Johnny Tremaine. It's funny you said that because I was thinking what other non-historical characters, and I mean, really, we we do have to admit, Roy and I, we. It's almost like we're taking public domain characters. I mean, we've got historical yeah. figures, but we we've made we've made it a point to not rely on those right. people. We want them to move the, the story o- along. And they're, like, like they're the, said, the, the, only, the only thing that, is about Johnny Tremaine is that I don't know with the new copyright laws if he would have fallen out of public domain. He was he was created in 1943. Okay. So ah. if they've changed the if they've changed, if he the wasn't statutes, renewed. If he Probably. wasn't renewed, there was a renewal period back then. If he yeah. wasn't renewed, then he then he's fallen so, into the public domain. So he, here's my here's my thing about uh, crossovers, uh, bringing them mm. in. Now this is this is me. This is my feeling. I don't know how Rory and I have never really discussed this about bringing public domain characters into our story world. Um, as far as Steam Patriots goes, I don't really like the idea. Now my reason being, I, I, I don't. I, this is not a hill I'm going to die. I agree. Um, it feels like it it breaks the re, the reality of our world, the verisimilitude continuity. of continuity. our world. Yeah. Now, if it was some sort of one-off or some, we wanted to do a fun with some sort of trans-dimensional something where, uh, I don't know, we have Ben Franklinstein or something like that. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> All right. That, we, <laughs> we, we could do a one-off <laughs> Halloween special of the uh, Ben Franklin creates a robot <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Um I don't particularly like the idea only because it, it seems to play with the reality and it, um, but that, that, that said everything I said before about creating a world or expanding on an already existing character. Sure. And I would love to do another story, a different style of story, but for our purpose, it feels like it would, it'd be jarring. Um, oh, I don't mean as a regular character. I, sure. I, I would like oh, just oh, say just, as a pop-up yeah, cameo. Oh, yeah, like, cameo. Okay, yep. I would. That, yeah, cameo. I like. I do like that. <laughs> uh, have, have him be in mention or you know in passing or something like that. Yeah, that's that's pop-up a good idea. Um, I had mentioned and, and only only cameo. people who had read, read read Johnny Tremaine would get. Would, oh my god, that was yeah, wasn't that? It, it would be a it would be a good nod to yeah. fans of that time period and people who have read that book. Yes. I did some research on the time that, you know, Steam Patriots takes place, and I suggested a historical figure uh, appear um, in your story, Scott. Do you want to share that, or you want to save that for a surprise later? Ooh, that's a tease that... Yeah, he is a real character, uh, and mm-hmm. so we have we have talked to Rory and I, and we've mentioned it on the show too. If if our story keeps going, we really have a limitless world to keep building, mm-hmm. and we would love to do one shots or or spinoffs uh, to follow. So, um, if you've read Steam Patriots, we we drop a little a little hint at the beginning um, that uh, Felix has a brother. Um, we leave it at that. Um, mm-hmm. That is a, is is a, is a line we want to follow. Um, if uh, we had gotten our stuff in time for the Christmas uh, special, um, we would have expanded on that. Maybe there will be another opportunity, um, but uh, we want it to follow that. But yes, uh, Dean has a character in mind that we've chewed on that would be uh, regionally appropriate for Dean uh, <laughs> geographically. And looks and, remarkably. And, like and, 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 and it looks strangely like him. There's a rugged <laughs> character that would, yeah, 
Um, so I don't know if I want to tease too much more than that, but um, we have a great uh, – we, and we've thought perhaps um, – playing on the, this character's age at the time and he'd be a little mm-hmm. he'd be a little um against technology but have to figure mm-hmm. out how to work with it we've got some ideas um for that spinoff so yeah it's gonna be fun someday That's gonna be hopefully fun. that will happen we'll yeah. have a little bit more of the steam patriots world expand with another well-known uh, historical character yeah I, i'd love to do that uh and here we have as if on cue ladies and gentlemen brent Oh. Larson, Mr. Larson, welcome. To, he is welcome out of to schedule. the group. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's awesome great to man. be where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, we just had we just had about an hour discussion about public domain characters and what public domain characters. Uh, first of all, defining them, and then the pros and cons, and the people who dislike using them and then the people who think maybe you know it can work at times do you have any favorites from the public domain whether uh from literature you know distant ancient literature the uh all the way up until the early 20th century that you would like to see possibly developed even as a as a appearing in a silver line title or having their own silver line title brand have you have you uh, thought about that at all not even a little. Not even a little. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is right. honest. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. You know, I'm getting onto the 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 uh, Silverline Wednesday Wham chat here, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm now seeing that I should have done this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, does anything pop into your head? It's like you know, this might be cool to do this or that, or you know, sure, uh, bail always the best. Oh yeah, we discussed Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Dra- James Bond is in the public domain. I don't. I think that's wrong. I don't gotta think be. so. I think that's nope. wrong. Yeah. Nope. Because huh. no. yeah, he was resembles him too much. I would not touch that. that yeah, that's I'd like, sue. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna happen. That would. That would <laughs> yeah, that would be too hot to touch. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Robin Hood is kind of cool. I yes, love, yeah. I love yeah. Robin Hood. I love yeah. Robin Hood when he's done well, and when he's yes. not, it doesn't matter if it was like Men in Tights. Well, Kevin Costner, <laughs> Kevin Costner. What if you bring no. Alan Rickman with? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Al- Alan Rickman can do anything, yeah. right? I'll dig his heart out so. with a spoon. <laughs> My essential <laughs> Christmas. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mr. Takagi, cousin, won't be joining yeah. us for the rest of his life. I love. It's uh, great because uh, unlike, unlike great. other Robin Hoods, I speak with a British English accent. Indeed. arrows, quivers, Is... pantyhose. <laughs> Did you say Abe Lincoln? <laughs> so oh, nice. They're just like beats. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, Snape would have been good to have his own spinoff book. Oh, Can you imagine yes. that? Right? Oh, yeah, he would. Professor Snape. Or do it like Young Sheldon, him. Young Snape. And have him yes, yeah. Young Snape. Very <laughs> <laughs> hilarious, right? Oh, he would just sneer. Brooding the whole he would time. Just sneer, brood, and stare at people and go, clearly, fame isn't everything. I mean, you know, it's, just, it's just great. Uh, at any rate, uh, we. We've been doing that all night, but now it's time to go into some 
pop culture, and I, I just love throwing red meat out to you guys for pop culture oh, arguments. No, and and if if you read a description tonight uh, of the show, uh, and you should have if you didn't, I, I said Star Trek or Star Wars. What? How did I miss that conversation? Star <laughs> Trek <laughs> or Star Wars, and you have to choose. I, I like them both too, but you gotta choose for the purposes of conversation. And talk about why, which one you chose. And we're going to start with Rob, because he has a connection to Star Trek. He does. Obviously. Star <laughs> Trek. Yeah. Okay, uh, tell us why. Uh, because of the, of the, uh, the themes that it explores, that are okay. traditionally explored in the older Star Trek. I, I haven't watched the new stuff, Discovery, or any of that, or Picard. Okay. But uh, okay. In, even, even in Next Generation, they were, they were exploring... Uh, different aspects of the human condition and, mm. you know, putting light on different things and uh, making people think. Whereas uh, Star Wars, where I like it as well, I like it for a different reason, but I like Star Trek more. But Star Wars is more, uh, it's more fantasy oriented. Whereas Star Trek is based in, in technology even though a lot of its aspects are kind of fantasy oriented as well, uh, the the whole transporter thing is that's that's very very difficult science. I don't think it. I don't personally. I don't think it'll ever be. It'll ever be capable of doing it. There's too many too many problems with it. But uh, as a as a storytelling device, it's great. But yeah, uh, let's say the, the, the old classic. Uh... Clone you and then kill your originals tra- teleportation. That's right. that's the support. problem. You know that's what you start getting into because you're you scan somebody and recreate them somewhere else, but the original's still around. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People wrote that, good stories about that. Concept, you know though. what? What about the soul? How is that incorporated? Come on, Tommy. so I would go. I would go <laughs> to Star Trek. Yeah. Bring it, bring it, Tommy. Bring it, Tommy. Come on, you buddy. Come on. It, Tommy. You wouldn't dare. <laughs> yeah. Come it's on, too Tommy. hot in here, man. Come on. It's too hot in here. You like Tommy? Captain Picard could kick any Jedi butt. <laughs> whoa, whoa, he's stepping out there. But you know, I'm I'm gonna transition here to, to, to Aaron because I don't even I don't even think Aaron can justify the the weak tachyon field. Um, excuse for everything to fix everything with the some, tachyon field and, and time travel, some, space, uh, some sort of anomaly, oh. some kind of yes, if we reverse the some, dilithium crystal, some sort of uh, cell, some kind of. I don't has really anyone like, seen that, uh, has anyone seen that montage? Yeah, Star Trek is the one I like time, more, but sort of. I only like Star Trek what? Next, Next Generation. That was only my favorite. I didn't like the original Star Trek was okay. Gets a little goofy. Uh, okay. The other one, okay. Next Generation, right. was only one I watched. I tried to watch Deep yeah. Space yeah. Nine. I tried to watch like two or three times. I get a few episodes in. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't, just don't mm-hmm. do it for me. Yeah, okay. Okay. Try. But Next Generation, so, yeah, I don't know. I like that one. Um, better than Star Wars? Or worse than Star Wars. Yeah, better. You know, I, bet, you like that? I, I mean, I would watch that over Star Wars. I I have Star Wars stuff, but I, I'm horrible. Like, I'll start. I actually started watching all the Star Wars movies, and then I get distracted by something else. They, they sometimes get very hard to keep my attention. I, I, I don't know. I put, like, it's the just... Clone Wars in for background, and then I get distracted with another series and start watching them. Um, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. like him. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've seen him. I mean, maybe that's just because that would be with any series, but I don't know. I just. 
But Star Trek, I mean, Star Trek's the ultimate background show. I mean, you don't even have to watch it if you've seen it. You can just put it in the background and do other work where it plays. So you're saying it's wallpaper. Star Trek was always meant to be more political than than Star Wars. It's got a message. It's not as, yeah. Star Mm -hmm. Wars is pure entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fantasy. Yep. Mm. Yep. I I, I, I I like them both, but yeah. I like them both. I honestly, I haven't seen the last three Star Wars movies. I think don't. Three. You're fine. You're, yeah, you're fine. I know they see that you're too. But I, but I like. No, what no. I see like I, fine. I, I love. I love and because I I love and burn so hot for Star Trek when it sucks. Like a whole seasons of Voyager and Nemesis. And, and Nemesis. Just kidding. Wait, wait. I love half of Nemesis, but then like Tom okay. Hardy. Right. Like we're supposed to believe he's. Patrick Stewart's clone? And, no, no, and, no. Like they could have no, spent like maybe work. ten more minutes finding another actor. Um, Insurrection. It's, oh, Insurrection. that one's awful, awful. Now, first contact, first contact. Like, like that's I, fine. Oh yep. my goodness, I love it. I love first, but mm-hmm. but then like mm-hmm. Discovery, Rob. I mean, you haven't seen it. I don't. Want, I've only seen. I think there's th- third seasons on TV. Right I saw now. the first episode and I went. This is it's, supposed to tease me. To watch the whole thing, discovery. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Hard time. No, I watched it, it and I went, "Who cares?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. So, admittedly, I could like. Uh, I grew up on Next Generation. That was my Star Trek, and then going back yes. and mm-hmm. watching the original series, a little goofy and a little campy sometimes. Well, sure. Like well, sure. Look at sure. the time they were on Friday night, <laughs> and it was. They're playing Sulu. Who's playing guitar there? And they're like doing hula stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then season one, season, season one of Next Generation one. is so they lead with they lead with Q having these lengthy mm-hmm. monologues, and then the second episode after the pilot is the the drunk episode where every where where that's right and make it now the Enterprise yeah. again. And, yes, <laughs> and so it's so awful. Um, but mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. the rest of season, maybe third, three third on season yeah. when it took off. It's That's so good. Yeah. Finally um, found the characters. Yeah. But then like, yep. yeah, some of Voyager I love, but then like that, um, who's the, uh, hel- uh, the engineer she's half Klingon. I, she drove me nuts. But then in enterprise, um, was it trip trip was the helmsman or the engineer? I don't remember. He drove me nuts. Like, like, yeah. uh, I liked um, enterprise, yeah. but enterprise took way too long to get to its get into its stride mm-hmm. again. They, that's like the, mm-hmm. the, the, what Star Trek does. It takes forever to get. I like Captain it. Archer though. Yeah. I like, I like yeah. Archer. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm going to totally well date done. myself here, but I remember watching the original Star Trek mm-hmm. and yep. I loved it. Um, and then I watched uh, next generation and deep space mm-hmm. nine, but I didn't go past that. Okay. I didn't go. Uh, right. You're not missing a whole lot. Yeah. Voyager. Love Star Wars. I've watched all of the Star Wars um, in all of its iterations. Um, mm-hmm. So I would have to say my favorite is uh, Trek Wars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's a, a very wise compromise. Very wise. <laughs> yes, indeed. Rory, tell us, my friend, Star Trek, Star Wars, and why? Oh well. Uh... It's funny because my Latin professor brought this up in class. Oh. Uh, Rory, goes, Rory goes to school in those Latin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to send this to him now. Apples to oranges. They're, they're two different pieces. My Latin professor. Gorgeous some tangerines. My Latin professor is awesome. Uh, uh, my, my brain surgery professor said. 
Tommy, <laughs> my rocket surgery professor said. Tommy, discover discovery is not cool. Tommy, it's not Star Trek. It's not Star okay? Trek. No, <laughs> no, and no, no, no. It's no. a sci-fi show. If yeah, you, if you treat it that way, it's fine. But it's yeah, Trek? but it's not Star Trek. No, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, sorry, Rory, I had to... Rory, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Your Latin Please continue. Brain surgery yeah, teacher. Yeah. So, in Latin, Star Trek, you know... <laughs> oh, man. Star- Battle- I'm like, I'm like Star- Bart. Trek- I was like, yeah, the contrarian in, in, in yeah. me says, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Which but one? Gr- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, grew up with Next Generation. And yeah, the original series was definitely campy. But Star Wars... With the vast amount of information they have and the fanfic, and not just the fanfic, the, like the actual like novels of Young Knights of the Republic, Dark, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, all, Dark Forces, all that stuff is just absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. But I feel like Star Trek delves more deeply into actual humanity, so I'm going to go with Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, it, it, it that surprises me. Ethical really. Story. Really surprises me. I would have, I would have taken you as more of a Star Wars fan. I'll, I'll reveal I, my position. Here I love everything shortly. about Star Wars. I think it's great. Even, even when people say I don't like X, like I didn't like Rogue One, but mm-hmm. I do like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. Mandalorian and and the uh, Boba Fett Chronicles, whatever mm-hmm. it's called. I, I, mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Book yeah. of Boba. Fett. I think it's interesting. I, I, I'm enjoyed by it. I don't need to go too deep into it. Star Trek is just from its core. I hear you. I hear you. Tom, Tommy says, dude, that's what I said. He did say that it's it's not really Star Trek to me, uh, but I still think it sucks. So uh, that's just my opinion yeah. on Discovery. Uh, Wubba Fett says, option C, Farscape, which, okay, man, to each his own. I don't yeah. know. It's just not, I don't know. I never, I never could get into Farscape. I know. I, I never That's got a good one. so Brent. So I got. I had a question for you. I'll be curious to see what you. Yeah, guys yeah, yeah. Take on this yeah. and stuff. So, between these three movies, and you guys use all answers at once or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Aliens, Terminator, mm-hmm. or Predator? Aliens. Which ones? Aliens. Aliens. Okay. Aliens. Yeah. Most, aliens. Okay. Most of aliens. Aliens. Alien. You like Terminator? Terminator. Okay. Yeah. Not many Predator fans. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, but do they um, do they really exist in the same universe, or is this? Is yeah, technically canon? now they do. Okay, now they do. Originally, no, it was, it was but, just alien. But technically, yeah, they do now. Uh, there's so yeah, much all stuff three in of them. Yeah, I think so. In the Terminator nope. world, so they, there so is a comic actually. Uh, yeah, could, there's a Terminator comic and stuff where they, they uh, combine the aliens and predators. But together. Alien uses space like. Um, Relativity time as well, so it's, it's confusing. Ah. That's convenient mm. that they put them all in the same inter- mm. inner mm-hmm. same universe. Marketing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. marketing, <laughs> marketing, marketing. Yeah. So, so Brent, talk to us, my friend. What's your Star Wars or Star Trek? Um, much like Barb, I refuse to answer the question. I remember no. where he was when I was no. in twenty, and someone said. Which one are you? Because you can't be both. And I'm like, huh, watch me. And that was the end of the conversation. If you could make either one of those movies, which would it be? Or either, oh, uh, you're, a, you're a director. You know how these things work. I'm not a you're director. The, I'm, a, yes, I'm a writer. 
I, well, let's I, say uh, let's say you were you were allowed full creative yeah, control. Your way, what would you tackle? Which which universe would you tackle? You know, I would probably do Star Wars. Um, yes, I love both of them, <laughs> um, but for different reasons. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, to be honest with you, I was never a huge fan of the Chris Pine Star Trek movies because it felt like they were trying to be too Star Warsy. Um, yeah. I like mm-hmm. Star Trek when it's Star Trek, and. Frankly, I love Star Wars when it's being Star Wars, and sometimes it doesn't feel like lately it's been very Star Warsy out there. And mm-hmm. um, so neither series has been bulletproof, obviously. Um, but I think at the end of the day, Star Wars just has that slight feeling of almost kind of a narrative. Uh, something you can really grab onto, which the fans have done and have tried as hard as they can to ruin the entire experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the hero. It's the hero story. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The hero's journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Journey. Excuse me. Yeah. It's also like a good old fashioned uh, Western. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The gunslingers yes. and everything. And that's always, that's appealing. why the Mandalorian worked so well. It was essentially a, a, a Western. Yep, the gunslinger rolling in the town. So that's why Far- the Magnificent why, uh, Seven. Yeah. Firefly. Yeah. I, I think Mandalorian is much more based. And that's another on Western. Off, um, more yes. Lone Wolf and Cub. I mean, yes. Mandalorian. That's what I. That's what I on on yeah, uh, Tumblr. That's what I said. Yeah. I said that Mandalorian is just basically a rewrite of, of Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so what but the, that's not even what a the, new thing. I mean. One of the big inspirations for the original Star Wars was the old samurai movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hidden yeah. Well, it had, it had a myriad of different influences. Yeah, but that was one of them. <laughs> I almost think, yeah. and I, I think I've actually heard Lucas and people say the samurai is a little more than the westerns. But samurai epics and westerns are still similar. You could argue either one. That's true. Yeah. So. Absolutely, they are. Uh, Wubba says, I love Star Trek and Wars, not choosing between them. And then <laughs> Tommy chimes in with Brent. As usual, <laughs> and he he agrees with Brent. So I, don't I agree. Tommy has all this time to type stuff in the chat, but he, he apparently just can't. Yeah. You better not be trying to away. He's scared. He's, He's typing as much as deep. as as much as he wants to break free of us. We keep pulling him back in. We're like, <laughs> you know, we're like the mob. We just keep dragging him back. Get away, can't Tommy. stay away. Can't, can't get away, man. Tire. Once you're in the geek world, man, you can't stay out. <laughs> Come on in, man. Come on in. So, one okay, so job. I'll, I'll, one I'll go ahead. Job. One last job just before you get out. Um, I think I'm going to go Star Wars um, because I grew up with Star Trek and we, we didn't we didn't have Star Wars till I was later. I mean, I'm dating myself, but seriously, that that's what it was like. You know, we just didn't have a lot. We had Star Trek and that was it. Um, then we had Galactica with puppets. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was, yeah. It was just like <laughs> oh, it was a candle, it was a candle, and then you know, and then all of a sudden, all this stuff blew up. And but uh, it was like cave paintings. And, no, but seriously, um, I loved Star Trek. Grew up with it. But what Star Wars did uh, for the gener- my generation was it opened up the idea of not being tied down as much to a reality-based foundation. Yeah. So it, yeah. it brought the idea that you could add fantasy to something in space 
and it was still cool because you stayed true to the world itself. So it didn't matter. You know, it's like, dude, you know that like spaceships don't make any sound in space, right? Like they don't fly like that, dude. They it's don't more blow like two thousand and one. There's no yeah, air for that, the flames. <laughs> exactly. It's like, but that's boring visually. So you want to have the you know the dog fights in space and all that stuff. So it, it kind of broke open the barriers that had been on science fiction from its mid twentieth century up until the the late seventies. You know, you you had these barriers like it should be like this, and you should you should. You should, you know, address heavy societal struggles and issues and it should be real and it should be really scientific. And, and then you know, it's like, nah, I'm going to do Flash Gordon. And so he did. <laughs> Actually, Lucas wanted to do Flash Gordon, but the Hearst Corporation, which I think still owns the rights, um, had it and wanted too much for it. So he's like, meh. I'm just going to make up my own version of Flash Gordon, and so kind of that's that's what that's what he, Star he Wars pulled was. An Aaron. He pulled an Aaron. Yep. Humphreys. he did. He pulled a Humphreys. <laughs> what he did. So that's and obviously he's not even listening to. It. He's ignoring us. He's taking a phone call. It's, it's probably George Lucas right now. Yeah, it's probably Lucas now. We're about to lose him. Look, look, hey, George. Gonna, yeah, see, look. look just, no, no, no. <laughs> we can hear you. We can hear you. Yeah, yeah. I'm on, I want to stream with a bunch of idiots. Just a second. Oh my gosh! But the the other the other thing about Star Wars is the uh, archetypical backdrop. You know the foundational mythical backdrop right, that right. that sh- that shared cross culturally. Our our friend Mister Humphrey Humphreys is yeah. often reminding us how everything's <laughs> you know better over in Japan and yeah. they do everything. Better. I don't think everything's <laughs> better over in Japan. So, I, just, I just, you okay? So I'm let me let me say this: you, you can argue for every, oh, yeah, you can argue everything's better in Japan, but financially. Who's winning the comic wars? There you go. It ain't us. It ain't us. There's got to no, be something I know, I know there. I don't know what to say. Why does it have I, to be a war? Why can't, yeah, we, get along? Why can't we all get along, Aaron? Come on, man. Um, I, I don't know. So, because I guess I'd like to stay in business. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I don't think know. that's where it comes down to. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, but then again, I did make the point. Merit and financial success aren't always balanced, right? Things can be financially successful and they can suck, right? So... Transformers. Ultimately, yeah. I mean, think about it, right? Transformers. I mean, terrible movies, awful, but they make tons of money. I mean, uh, Fast and Furious. I mean, that's not you know Shakespeare, but they make tons and tons and tons of money. Shakespeare, by contrast, makes no money. But it's considered <laughs> by the time excellent. they come around the Fast and Furious twenty five, they'll probably run out of ideas. <laughs> right, run out of run out of interest on that. So. But you know, yes, we we uh, uh, we do measure that in, in our capitalist society, and that that there is some level of reward for quality work. So we do try to do the best we can, and I, I do think part of what Japan's doing that we're not is they're doing what Lucas did in '77. They're breaking out of preconceived barriers and saying it doesn't have to be all superheroes. It doesn't have to be this. It doesn't have to be that. It can be really just bizarre non sequitur fantasy and people like that because it's yeah. you know it's something new and well, i think, it, I think it, a lot of uh, 
anime and manga goes into that sort of underground punk attitude. Uh, sure, so sure. And, and weird that people like it. I mean, that was part of the yeah. Turtles uh, attraction. Which yeah, was yeah absolutely. Well, and that was yeah. a slow news day, too. Yeah. Ninja Turtles, it, that was a slow news day when that when that hit. And oh, it got, yeah. And, and then it got picked up by the national news and it just blew up. It's it's yep. what I say about it. it right time. I, people ask me what luck is. And luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, have, yep. They, yep. They, they put something new out there and then the opportunity popped and it went crazy. And they've capitalized on it ever, ever since. You know, they strange were, enough, I guess... I can okay. I can almost argue with with the with the Ninja Turtles. Strangely enough, you can almost argue public domain a little bit with them. So go back to the original topic of public domain. So the original origin, the original inspiration for Ninja Turtles, the actual origin of the turtles is based around Daredevil. Yeah, and if you actually mm-hmm. look at the original mm-hmm. scene, uh-huh. it's the exact same scene of Daredevil getting his powers, except the canister right. after it hits Daredevil goes sure. to the sewer. Yeah, so and you're doing dead. a public yeah. domain story. But introducing brand new characters out of that, which I find kind of fascinating. Well, actually, mm-hmm. he wasn't public domain, but he was. Uh, they were doing right, but I mean, he wasn't public domain at the. Yeah, he's not. But I mean, the fact that you're taking something else that everyone knows and making completely new characters. If somebody does that, I'm like, okay. And that's Daredevil fine. is based uh, somewhat on a uh, of a public domain character, the Black Bat, in the fact that he was a he was a uh, a DA. Who uh, they they threw acid in his face and his he went blind, and then he yeah, had uh, surgery. Blind. He had surgery to correct that problem, but he pretended to be blind from thereafter and dressed up as the black bat. When he the, the operation he had gave him night vision, he could see he could mm. see in, in the dark. So ah, so Daredevil was kind of based on that. You know that that yeah. some pieces were pulled from 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 different places. So. It, a little bit of what you're saying is that uh, it's a d- public domain character that they took pieces from and did something with. That's that's exactly the kind of thing you're talking about is creating right. something new based on something old. Right. That would yeah. be right. just well, like that Star would be Wars. like fine. Like a little like Star yeah. Wars is that mm-hmm. way a lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that oh, I think is kind of interesting. But yeah, and Star I... Trek to a certain degree is based somewhat on Forbidden Planet. If you yeah. if you watch Lightly, the movie, you know, there's, Star Trek there's is just stuff. based on the premise of you know Holy like NASA yeah. exploring space, just like what would mm-hmm. NASA be in the future? I mean, that was kind of another concept. Mm-hmm. And then Roland says, "I tune in briefly to see Aaron on the phone. You're mm-hmm. fired, and hear Harumphreys. <laughs> Love right. it. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, so." Well, I was trying to tell my lawyer who's suing Roland. I was trying to give him Roland oh. that spelling for his name. That's so, M-A-N-L-A-N-D. He lives in Florida. I thought I kind of had to say he lives in Florida. He's like, that's nice. You can't miss him. And on that note, guys, we're about to wrap up here, and I want to thank you guys for being uh, with us tonight and joining into the convo. Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, 
follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.